For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Angels 2014. The Angels, the champion. Oh, and first pitch crushing. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host, Todd Fox, with the other host. Fernando. Oh, okay. Oh, I was waiting for Courtney. Ladies first. Okay. Fernando, the Lone Star Halo. And? (laughs) Courtney, the IE Halo. What is up, you pieces of trash? (laughs) Yes, it is the flagship podcast. We are all back together for the first time in a while. And uh, what a time to be back for Angels baseball, everybody. Guys, guys, I was at the game yesterday here in Arlington, and we won on opening day. Why? Because the season started yesterday. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're 1-0 and out the gates, right? Yeah. And, hey, for, first inning, Shohei Otani started the year off with the home run his first of the year. Hey, Shohei Otani. <laughs> Leading the league. but yeah, now- with one. We're, we're going to talk about the mess that was the Texas two-step, and oh. we'll, we'll briefly touch on the previous homestand because it's it's noteworthy a little bit. We'll talk some news and notes, and then we'll also get into you know what what's on the horizon. You know what's what's next for your exciting halos in fourth place. So we'll figure that out as we move forward. So guys, what do you want to dip into first? I want to start off by saying that I bought my tickets for the uh, for the uh, Arlington series. Seven one four tickets, seven one four tickets, and I used the code Hitty at checkout. And the best part, you can use that ten percent off code again and again and again, like a Jenna uh, J- Jenna Park, like a Blenna Park <laughs> J- Gigolo uses himself. <laughs> I didn't even want to know where you're starting to go with that first. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm like, am I going to have to cut that part out or? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <sighs> Someone might be listening. Uh... <laughs> um, that's awful. Okay. Uh, also, I would like to add that if you would like to donate and contribute to helping the kids of San Bernardino County, um, you can gladly donate to, I believe it's Fernando's um, account, correct? Yeah, yeah, my Venmo, the real FM25. We'll have that in the show notes or PayPal, Fernando Mendez2295 at gmail.com. It'll be in the show notes. If not, it's on our Twitter, Halos in the Infield. Uh, you, you can get that. Uh, I'm the one spearheading the donations. I think Todd is has a cash app. You can message the Halos in the Infield Instagram if you need mm-hmm. that. I'm sure he'll give it to you. As of right now, anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out. If you're willing to donate, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I think so far we've already gotten 48 backpack, which is a good start. It's definitely a starting point. I mean, we're not even a week in accepting donations yet, so I'll take it. The backpacks, the first fleet should be at Todd's house this week. Um, I already bought my plane ticket to head on out of California, so I'll be seeing them 
on the 15th in San Bernardino. Yay. Yes, we are doing our back to school uh, backpack donation. So um, I would like to say as a product of San Bernardino County myself, um, it is a lower income county. As most people know, obviously it is the home to our 66ers. We love them. Uh, but, um, you know, this is a real thing that we want to try to, you know, just help the kids of San Bernardino County. Um, I think one of the reasons why I love this network and been a part of it for so long, we always try to give back, um, you know, because I mean, we wouldn't be able to do any of this without you guys. So thank you so much. Um, so any donation, even if it's just a penny, it counts, it matters. So thanks, guys. But it doesn't get you a raffle ticket. No, a raffle doesn't. ticket is two dollars. Hey, and we've gotten. Don't be embarrassed to only send two dollars. Seriously, we have had multiple two dollar donations. So two dollars gets you a raffle ticket. The raffle prizes, you know, because we want to provide a little bit of incentive. You guys are doing good and putting good in the universe. So we want to reward you guys. Uh, Todd, courtesy of Seven One Four Tickets, is doing some family four packs. Uh, yeah, for the Orioles and the Rangers, fourth and six, uh, fourth and twenty sixth of September. Oh, there you go. So if you guys uh, want to watch us get cream pied by either of those teams, <laughs> uh, make sure to uh, you know at least get your hat in the ring there. Two dollars for every two dollars you donate, get your raffle ticket. We're also I'm donating a Mike Trout signed baseball. Um, Ty Buttry said he gave a couple of baseballs. As of right now, I'm just promising one. Uh, the package should be here at my house in the middle of the week. So if it is more than one, we'll announce that. I know we have multiple Zach Neto photos. So tons of cool prizes. I'm about to go to my parents' house when I'm down in Southern California too. So I'll find even more prizes. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We're going to make it worth your while. Trust me. Absolutely. There's going to be something for everyone that donates. So we really appreciate that. <clears throat> so so, so with all the business out of the way, uh, we stuck, guys. Um, we just, like, I don't know. Where do we even start? Well, we can start by changing your negativity because I'm so sick and tired of all the negativity, okay? <laughs> if you're a Halo hunk for life like me, then shut up. The season starts today. Exactly. Despite the fact that somehow they were able to win two games out of six, being outscored 43 to 13. Yikes. Yeah, I used the term cream pie, and I didn't mean it lightly. Well, like a Buena, <laughs> like a Buena Park gigolo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 30 runs, guys. The best we did in both games was score two runs. So, I mean, all we heard from Bally's is just hey it's the pitching it's the pitching uh, come on and you're only scoring 13 runs yeah you're not gonna I mean, so let's so the friday game we lost three to 11 against mm -hmm. houston that mm -hmm. saturday game on the 12th we lost three to 11 again no it wasn't deja vu it was a different <laughs> game uh that sunday game we won two to one uh, and Todd called that because he said that Shohei Otani was going to, you know, was, was going to have a good game, right? Cause he didn't do anything. The first two games yep. of that series. And then it was deja vu. The final <laughs> game of the Texas series. Uh, we lost zero to 12 on Monday. And that was so bad that uh, Escobar pitched and he was the best pitcher of the day that day. So <laughs> yes. go figure um, in angel fashion uh, that Tuesday game. I was at that game. Lucas Giolito. Average performance, give mm -hmm. up four earned runs, six innings pitched. How sad is it that we're considering that average at this point? That's not what you want out of a guy like Lucas Giolito. You didn't trade for him to get four uh, four earned runs out of the guy. Uh, we lost three to seven, and then 
game uh, game three against Texas, which was last night's game, it was two to zero win. I mean, I really don't have anything to say at this point. Um, I think really the biggest takeaways for me um, with the Texas two-step and really just ever since the trade deadline, um, I know we've had multiple things affect us. We've had the injuries. Obviously, we've had nearly half of our payroll be on the IR. Um, I think we've also had... I know the looming cloud over us before the trade deadline was, oh, what are we going to do with Otani? We claimed ourselves as buyers, which was great. And as soon as that happened, we went on a seven game losing streak. <laughs> so um, with all that being said, I think for me, my biggest takeaway is, is and always has been the consistency. We have never built any type of consistency when it came to this lineup when it came to defense, when it came to anything. Todd, I know I've heard your rants for your post-game lives. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I think Dusty Baker, you know, he is a great manager when it comes to keeping it consistent and he only makes changes when necessary. Correct. Uh, you know, like you're not, you're not gonna move your leadoff hitter into all of a sudden a number four batter. Um, you're not going to move your number five batter into your number nine batter. And, you know, obviously I'm not saying, you know, if somebody is struggling, if somebody is in a batting slump for whatever reason, then yeah, of course, make changes when necessary. I think we can all agree on this network that philosophy really doesn't have a sound mind when it comes to making this lineup. Um, and you know, again, we can try to blame it on the injuries with Rendon being, I guess, patting his vagina. Um, we can blame it on, you know, Trout going down. But really, there was still no consistency even when we had those players in our lineup, you know, because Otani was batting third, Trout was batting second. And then I think he flip-flopped him there for a little bit. Um, we just never had to set anything all season. Um, and I think now, because of our star players going down, it's just highlighted that even more. Um, and then when we do play better teams, like the Texas two-step, like, you know, the Rangers and the Astros, um, our, our insecurities, our weaknesses show so bad. Like, it, it just shows. Um, and one thing that I also want to point out is why the hell is Velasquez still on this lineup? I like, that should have been cut so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to see the record of the Angels when he was actually brought onto the roster, like, let alone. I just think it's just – look Look what happened when he hit the home run. You know, I think it was in Houston, right? Um, nobody gave him the kabuto. Nobody even hardly high-fived him. They know he freaking sucks ass. And to get back to Courtney's part or points, you know, Nevin has not been the, the answer all year. The guys clearly don't respect him. He throws a tantrum finally in game, what, 112 or whatever it is, 120. It's like, dude, you needed to do this in April and May. You, you know, the, the mismanagement of the bullpen, the constant, like you said, lineup changes. A guy, Renifo's, yeah, his batting average for the year is, what, 240? But in the leadoff spot, he's like 320, 330. He's doing good. Leave him there. 
Instead, you bring a guy like Moniak who can't hit the broad side of the barn right now, and you lead him off twice in a row. It's like it doesn't make any sense. So I'm I'm right there with you. Like you said, there's no consistency, and the good teams have consistency. Yeah, they may screw with a you know like Dusty Baker does. The the top seven are always going to start unless there's injury, but the bottom two might be interchanged here and there, and that's fine. You know, but but they don't they have a a, a mix that works and they go with it. And the Angels have never found that mix because they have stupid strategies in the box. And then they just, if it does start to work a little bit, either injury or Nevin's logic screws everything up. Yeah. My whole thing with philosophy, like my biggest complaint with Phil Nevin is the inconsistencies in the lineup and the way he uses the bullpen. Like Todd says all the time, he's like notorious for coddling the bullpen. These guys are professionals. Now, if they pull Phil Nevin aside, they're like, hey, man, I'm getting a little tired. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that doesn't happen every single time. You know, there'd be some justification if Estevez has gone out there like three straight games and that fourth game, he's like, I'm going to sit him. Because that makes sense to me. You know, because a guy like Carlos Estevez is having high leverage innings. So to me, it's easier to see why he might get tired over a guy like Matt Moore, who used to be a starter, who is conditioned to go two or three innings, probably still, because he used to go six to seven innings was mm-hmm. was the goal. So, you know, there's certain guys who you can run out there. Ben Joyce, I understand when he's healthy, you can't run him out there three straight days because, you know, we covered his professional career when he interviewed with us. And he's even like, yeah, I've never really pitched back-to-back days, even in college. So that makes sense to me. There's yeah. certain guys where I understand, okay, I was at the Rangers-Angels games. You know who came out there for back-to-back appearances? Aroldis Chapman, two days in a row. Mm-hmm. Throwing 100-mile-an-hour heat. Does Bruce Bochy care? No. Hey, you know what? That's my workhorse. That's one of my best arms out of the bullpen. Use you know, him. great. Yeah, I'm going to use him. Because they're trying to win games. They're trying to get into the playoffs. They're trying to win the division so they don't have to go through that little dance of the wild card round. I understand there's an incentive there. Maybe things would have been different for the Angels if the bullpen was managed just a little bit more. Now, we bag a lot about Phil Nevin. But the one thing that I will say I do like about Phil Nevin, he at least rides for his boys all the time. I don't think anybody can ever take away the fact that he does stand up for his guys. It's almost comical how much this guy gets thrown out. He's been thrown out more times, what, this year than, like, Socha did in, like, his, like, what, 15 years? years? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I saw Socha get thrown out maybe, like, three, four times, like, when I was watching. But, but, you're forgetting, Fernando, has he been thrown out of games more than Hasselman's gotten other guys thrown out at home? Oh no, I mean, that's that's not even fair. Okay, just say it. Yeah, I started chanting fire ha- uh Hasselman and uh like the four Angels fans actually thought that was hilarious. Oh no. I don't know. I think it's just a cause for concern. As much as we want to blame Nevin and the coaching staff, I mean, really, we could just appoint finger at anybody right now and they could take the heat other than Otani because, I mean, really, this man's just trying to put his this team on his back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when, and please correct me if I am wrong and if we can't even do this, when are we going to start looking at our strength and conditioning staff or our physical therapy staff? 
We, I mean, we got a new one not too long ago, right? Two years ago, we got half the yeah. Atlanta Braves staff. Yeah, they follow Perry. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know because I think this is the two or three years in a row that we have led the charts in injuries. And I'm just trying to understand, is that more of a player thing? You know, I, I, I will use Rendon. I think that man is taking advantage of the system. It's a guaranteed contract. And he's like, yes, I will take as many days off as I can to get this $38 million paycheck. Um, so at what point do we say, oh, the guys just aren't willing to play? Or is it, do we really just not have a proper training staff in order to keep them healthy? Yes, Todd. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. Thank you, teacher. Um, I, four out of the last nine years, the Angels have had the most injuries in baseball. Uh, two of which, like you said, Courtney, have come in this new staff's hands. Um, I think it, you know, if Rendon came over, which he did, and said that they do things weird here, you know, workout wise and conditioning wise, then there's a problem. And I don't know how much they've actually changed. So I would say, yes, that's a problem, but I would also agree it's a combination of the players that we are getting either take advantage, like you said, or they are just plain out soft as Charmin. And uh, I think in Rendon's case, my personal opinion, you don't have to quote me on this or you don't have to agree with this, but I think the heat that he's took in the last couple of years to maybe legit injuries, he's like F you fans this year. That's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah, because, like, I don't think that bruise is a big enough injury. And I understand he got hit really hard and he had internal bleeding, but it's like, is that worth a month? Like, hasn't he already been cleared by the team doctors? They're just, like, almost waiting on him now? They cleared him three weeks ago, and basically, like I've said on the post game, he, he the inmates run the asylum. You know what I mean? No one, no one tells these guys, get your ass on the field. It's like, oh, okay, you don't feel like playing? Okay, you're off. Yeah, like I understand Trout's injury because like he literally split the <clears throat> bone in his arm. Like that's a gruesome injury. Yep. You know what I mean? To literally split. I mean, it happens to a lot of golfers. Yeah. You know, maybe that tells us a lot about Trout's regimen in the offseason. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you, the thing with Trout, I understand he's had a lot of injuries, but I will give Trout the benefit of the doubt. Trout doesn't strike me as a guy who misses time because he doesn't want to be out there. And I would give Rendon the benefit of the doubt too. If he didn't have such a nonchalant, lazy attitude, it's the refusing to talk to the media. Like, bro, I understand you might not want the media to know your business, but if that's the case, get a job. That's not so public. Yep. That's at the end of the day. Oh, you know, like I don't want my business out there. Then why do you have a job? where you're literally under a microscope. And if you didn't want to be under a microscope, you shouldn't have taken a giant contract because I hate to break it to you. If a team is paying you $38 million, you are going to be under a microscope. You're going to be scrutinized for every decision, every error, every time you decide not to suit up. And rightfully so. I mean, I don't think us fans will be as frustrated if we just felt like we were getting something out of him, because at the end of the day, I can give trout the benefit of the doubt because you know, he hasn't given us a playoff win, but he's always been there. He's always there. He travels with the team. He might not be a public figure, but 
you know, whenever we play a nationally televised game, he always does interviews with, you know, whoever the broadcast is with Peacock TV. He did an interview with those buffoons. <laughs> so my point is, at least Trout does give the perception that he cares, that he wants to be there. How many times did we hear even from guys like Billy Epler, like, oh, Trout's excited about like the minor league system. And he talks all about, you know, these guys and he follows their careers so they can get up here sooner. Things like that. You know, Rendon doesn't do that. The guy just shows up, collects his paycheck and bounces. Yeah. And you see him how he is in a dugout guys. I don't know if you've seen him lately, but he's like in the corner. And when he was in the dugout, he was talking to another useless piece of trash and Thames and nobody was giving them respect. Otani walked right by him. Didn't even give a shit. Um, just, I mean, you have to feel if you're a guy like, let's say you're a Randall Gritchett or you're a Moustakis or you're a Neto. I mean, how do you how do you look at a guy that you're aspiring to get there? At least if you're Neto or you're a Hoppy or even, you know, um, what's his name? Um, center fielder. Why am I blanking? Adams. Jordan Adams. 16. Oh, yeah. Mickey Monique. Monique. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh but if you're if you're one of these young guys that want to make it and want to get that big contract and want to be a guy that's a staple for that organization, there is no role model in number six. There is no one to look up to and be like, I want to be like that guy. Unless you're a loser, unless you're a jerk, unless you just want to get your cash and be an asshole. Well, then there's your role model. But as far as like to be at your very best and to be talented, revered by the organization and the fans, you don't look to that guy. Yeah, I definitely can't say that I am a fan of Rendon. My mother still loves him for some odd reason. Don't know why. Every year I waste $45 to get her a updated Rendon t-shirt. Don't know why. Wow. Um, she loves that. Did she, have a, did she have a crush on like the guitarist from Selena's band, the one that she married? <laughs> no, possibly. I think I, was say, I think they look loosely the same. Yeah, I think that's what it is at this point. But yeah, I mean, if I if I seen Rendon, if I was a man and I seen Rendon in my dugout, I wouldn't like the with the way he's acting now currently, I would not be like, oh, I want to ask this man so many questions. Oh, I want to I want to be like him when I grow up. Like, no, it's just like I don't I don't respect him. Like this man sits there, he and like you said, Todd, like he's not how we all say he's not even giving giving us anything at least give me the marshawn lynch treatment of hey i'm just here talking to the media so i don't get fined yeah. i would literally respect you if he literally went to a media person and literally said that to their face i would respect you more as a man but the thing with marshawn lynch is he used to go on the field and actually talk that you know he wouldn't talk to talk but he certainly walked the walk and i did i hated marshawn lynch yeah, i thought he, he was a punk but he was a good player yeah he was a guy that just I, for whatever reason, he, he was in his – like he loved to have fun, whether messing with the media or the fans, but he scored. He produced. And if Rendon wants to be a dick, then produce and, you know, do all your off-the-field antics, and then we'll just be like, ha-ha, that's just number six. You know, just like Seahawks fans like myself were like, ah, it's just Lynch. Who cares? You know, like he's funny. He's he's an OG, you know. But he was scoring touchdowns, you know. And, yeah. and if Rendon's coming well, here and, watching and – Leading his team to championships. Yeah, but if Rendon's coming here, even if he's not leading us to championships, which we weren't sniffing anyway the last nine years, but even if he comes here off of Washington and he's putting up 25 homers, 90 RBIs, almost a 300 average, and being that leader 
playing every day, we'd be like, ah, oh, it's just Rendon being Rendon. But we can't say that because there's no love here. He's never proven to us that he wanted to be here, that he's a, that he loves the game, loves the fans. And even if you got to put on a fakeness, then do it, man. Or, or get off social media altogether if it affects you that bad. Because like Fernando said, you're going to be in the spotlight. Like if we were to be musicians or, or entertainers or sports stars, you guarantee, you can't count you know, as high as how many people are going to be searching your name, trying to figure out where you live, how you grew up, you know, people want to know things and that's just your bio. And then what you do on the field, people are going to scrutinize you for that or how you sing songs or how you present certain things as an entertainer. So that all comes with a territory. And if he wasn't ready for that, then he should have never been a sports star. So we had talked about like the fact that we haven't done this show like all together in like about two months and a lot's changed since then. I, I mean, we don't have to go series by series. Cause I mean, that's we're, we're going to be here for the next three hours. So let me ask you guys this. Cause I do kind of want to encapsulate here what we've witnessed as angels fans the last two months. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's wrong with this organization and i know the obvious answer is going to be like Artie moreno and all that front office okay great but like let's really like boil this down because like being an angels fan and expecting us to make the playoffs even when the organization is going all in is like playing russian roulette and betting on blue at this point <laughs> it's just it's not happening did I say Russian roulette? I meant roulette. I think Russian roulette's when you like load the gun. And you, yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's like playing roulette and betting on blue. It's not going to happen, right? There's two options. Yeah. You pick the wrong one. Lately, the Angels and missing the playoffs have been synonymous with each other for the last 10 years. And also, I, I'm going to throw this out right now because I don't want any other podcast to steal my idea. And I want you guys to be on board. This offseason, I think we should get everyone on our network to pick one of the failed playoff teams over the last nine years assuming we don't make it this year with i mean we're not going to make it this year um and let's try to convince everyone else why your team would have win like let's just say i picked the 2017 angels i have to try to convince you guys why the 2017 angels would have been our best chances of making the playoffs make sense i think we should do that or or, or what they could have gotten to get them over the top or something yeah, yeah, it could be like an all-encapsulating episode. That oh, way, yeah. hopefully by the end, we're like, okay, yeah, actually, I think you're right. The 2015 team would have had the best chance in the playoffs. But tying it back to what I'd said. Make sure you check out our sponsor over at 714 Tickets. They take pride in providing their customers with transparent pricing and excellent service. With 714 Tickets, you don't have to worry about hidden fees or surprises at checkout. The price you see is the price you pay. Plus, our team is dedicated to ensuring that you have the best shopping experience possible. And as a special thank you, we're offering a 10% discount on your purchase as well as entering you in a drawing for a free Halo's jersey. Also, 5% cash back on your purchase. Only when you use the promotional code HITI at checkout. That's H-I-T-I, HITI. Get ready to shop with confidence and discover great deals today over at 714 Tickets. Really, like what? Is it because we've seen multiple managers? So by default, we've seen multiple philosophy changes by default, maybe not entirely. Maybe it's the same pig, just a different kind of lipstick. Um, you know, we've seen three different D uh, GMs, almost a DMs over the last decade. So what 
is it at this point? I mean, is it simple as we're cursed? I, Wait, I don't know wrong. anymore, guys. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even think you can put, pinpoint it to one one thing at this point. I personally can't. Um, okay. I think, I honestly think for for some odd reason, maybe it's an Anaheim curse. Maybe it's an Artie Moreno curse. Um, I quite honestly think it's the morale of the players. If I'm being completely honest, um, as much as Trout is our guy and he's Captain America, uh, whatever you, whatever else you want to call him, I, I still personally do not consider Trout a leader. I don't think he has the capabilities of leading a team. And Otani, even though we have Otani and we've had Otani in the past couple of years, um, Otani cannot do it by himself because let's face it, if it was, if we were as close as just like, oh, we were just missing one player, Otani would be it. So honestly, that's not the issue. Um, I don't know if, God, I hate to say it, but big money ruined the mindset of players because I would also like to think that big money ruined the Padres, if I'm being completely honest. Um, yeah. No, I, it's, I take. Just, it's just the fact that I don't think I don't, I don't think players have the winning mentality of like, I'm going to play this 162 <clears throat> games. I don't care if my finger is out of socket. I don't care if I have a slightly pulled hamstring. I don't care. Like, I don't care. I'm going to play because I know my team needs me and this is what I'm going to do. Um, I also don't think that we've been managed correctly. Um you know, we have had different head coaches, but the only thing that I can think of is that, and the only thing I can personally go back to is just player morale. And I guess the management and upper higher ups that we do have, because I know when we, when we all on this network got excited that Artie Moreno was going to sell the team last year and we had the rumors and everything, old players started coming back you know, and they were, they were going to be excited about working with the team. So, you know, obviously there is some type of stigma about Artie Marino that people don't want to do business with him, don't want to be around him. Um, but I guess overall, if I really can, I'll say two things is the, the higher ups, whatever higher up energy there is, it's not working. And the overall player morale and I guess maybe big money just ruined ruined it for the Angels. Um, personally, I don't know where to start. The only thing I could think of is what I said on the post game a couple days ago where winning organizations will, um, you'll see it's rare, but when it happens, you'll have an owner on par that supplies the money, that takes care of the the team a la Atlanta Braves and takes care of the organization, has it into a very respectable, well-oiled machine. And then they have a GM and a manager and his staff all on the same page. Now I can deal with an owner that sucks. I, I believe we could have won 
with a manager or an owner that sucks, a.k.a. Artie Moreno. However, we haven't had, because of the managerial changes, the meddling by the owner, um, a manager and a GM on the same page for some time now. You know, I think when Epler came in um, towards the end of Sosha's tenure, that started the first rift. And Sosha wanted to do things certain ways. Epler wanted to do it in other ways, bring in analytics, and then they went with Osmus and so on and so on. Um, until that happens to where either Perry hires a new guy or Artie says, screw it, and let's Perry go and let's uh, Nevin go and bring in guys that are going to – because it, it does come down to coaching like Courtney said – I believe this team has had enough talent this year prior to the injuries and even after to win had they changed their philosophy and they just haven't. And I've harped on that a gang of times, but if I had to single it down to one thing, it's not having a manager and a GM on the same freaking page. What I think the angels need to do is they need to figure out what's going to happen here. For instance, if they're going to, it's the constant philosophy changes. It's, you know, guys not being able to, you know, to, to get into a groove, really. We know and we can imagine that the Angels culture is extremely lax. And for anybody who thinks I'm full of it, how else is there a rookie in Zach Neto who's single-handedly seemingly leading this team mm -hmm. vocally? Because let's face it. In any other market, I and I understand Zach Neto, good kid, hard worker. He's the kind of guy who you want to lead your organization. Let me start off by saying that. So no disrespect to him. He's a great guy. We've had him on. Uh, but a guy like Zach Neto wouldn't be leading any other locker room in probably any other major league organization. Why? Because he's a rookie. Shut up, you know go clean my jog strap kid. That's how it works. Right. You know, you know, go do the little dress up in, you know, as Barbie, because you know, we're, we're doing the, the God, what do they call it? It used to uh, be the angels used to make their pitchers it, and their hitters wear yeah. girls backpacks. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, growing up, I, I saw that everywhere. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw that at angels games. I saw it on Padres games. Like that was a thing. Yeah. Rookie hazing. Yeah. I know they got stripes. rid of rookie. Yeah, exactly. They got rid of rookie hazing to an extent. Mm -hmm. Like you, you're obviously still allowed to have fun with the guys. Even a couple of years ago, like I, I'm pretty sure I remember like Keenan Middleton wearing like a little like girl backpack. Yeah, yeah. Or they because that or, was just what they did, you know. Or, or what they did was a um the rookies would have to load the buses of all the luggage. Yeah, they, exactly. They would and, tell the driver, "Don't touch the luggage." The rookies got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that was normal stuff. Yeah. You know, and now we're in a situation where you know Zach Neto is very clearly a vocal leader on this team, along with Mike Moustakis. Now, Moustakis makes sense. But once again, is that a guy who should be the vocal leader? He's been here for a month. I get it. He's played in multiple organizations. He has won. He is a champion. I get it. In theory and on paper, that's a guy who should be, you know, your vocal leader. And I have no problem with him being that guy. But once again, I mean, neither of these guys started in the Angels organization. Well, I mean, Neto was in the organization, but he wasn't on the Angels roster to start the year. So that says a lot. So if Phil Nevin's going to be the guy for the foreseeable future, you know what? Just give him the extension now. Because A, at least at that point, we can commit as fans. We know going forward what to expect. And we can at least start to accept it. If he's not going to stick around... 
fire him, and at least see what you got in Benji Gill. Because if not, Benji Gill's going somewhere else. So if you even have a shred of thought in your mind that maybe Benji Gill could be the guy, even to just shut the fans up, do it. It's kind of like when that's, when uh, the Broncos bench Kyle Orton with four games left and Tim Tebow, his rookie season went like, what, three and one or whatever in that stretch? Sometimes you just got to see what you've got in that guy. Maybe Benji Gill will be a good manager. What if we only win two games on <clears> a Benji Gill? Then you know he's not the guy either. So then you can look for other candidates. But whoever the Angels hire next, if it isn't Phil Nevin, you got to give him three to five years. I don't care how bad it is. We have to write it out because we can't keep treating these managers like Bonaparte gigolos. <laughs> yeah, I will say, and just to pretty much add to both of your guys' points, um, I don't know. I think the past couple of years, I think we haven't known what we want as an organization. I'm not, and I'm not saying us as fans, but what what do we say every year in the past three years on this network? Well, we need to win. Obviously, you fucking idiot. Yeah, we need to win. How do we get there? It, it's like a drug addict. They they know they're a drug addict. How do you get them to stop? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the whole problem. Us as an organization, whether it's an owner, whether it's a coach, whether it's a manager, whether it's GM, I don't think they've known how to get us to a winning season. Um, and at this point, I will say a winning season because as of right now, we are below 500. Um, <laughs> so it's one of those things where it you can't just throw out blanket statements. Oh, well, we need to win yeah what the fuck yeah we know that like what how do how do we win and I think that's also been a key issue and I you know that stems from a manager obviously not knowing how to use his guys that stems from a GM probably not buying trading selling the right guys um and an owner who just genuinely doesn't give a flying fuck yeah I I think like to Fernando's point too um if Moustakis is a guy that's going to come in and or say, for instance, Trout just doesn't like yelling, but Moustakis is like, hey, everybody, shut the fuck up. Trout's going to speak. Then I'm good with that. But if he's a guy coming in like Alex Cobb a couple of years ago, just straight up veteran, one-year deal, taking over the reins of a leader, you got a serious problem in the, in the clubhouse. I mean, a serious problem. I would love to have a press pass just to see these guys walk in after a loss and see how they act and and interact with each other. If they take it to heart, if they're listening to radio, their headphones are just not caring, getting their stuff packed, not talking to them. I wanna know, because I have a feeling that culture and that morale is so damn low. And I'm with Courtney on this, whoever we go with moving forward, because I think there's a 99.9% chance Nevin is gone. I want a manager experienced. And if to Fernando's point, if we're not going to give Gil a shot, we should because we owe him that. He's done wonders. He's been the only legit coach we've had. And give him a shot. If he's not going to be the guy next year, let him audition for somebody else. I think we owe him that. Let let me ask you this. Oh, Because um, there's a lot of Padres fans who are calling for Bob Melvin to get fired. Mm -hmm. So let's just say he does get fired. Maybe Benji Gill goes there because the Angels don't want to give him a shot. Mm-hmm. Do you look at a guy like Bob Melvin? Because there's not going to be a Bruce Bochy. There's not going to be a Dusty Baker. Those guys are staying. I know James is going to say Ron Washington, mm-hmm. you know. 
So, okay, so, I mean, that might be a guy you look at. But, I mean, I don't think he has a lot of winning as a actual manager, right? I know as a coaching staff, he's seen some winning. But I don't think he himself, when he was managing, was it the Nationals? No, he was with the Rangers. He, he, um, oh, Rangers. Okay, he had him in the World Series. Ron had him in the World Series. Did he? That, those were the two years? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. That, that's my bad. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know too much Rangers history. I, I think I think Ron got blackballed a little bit after his his issue with drugs, but he's been constantly checked. He's clean. Um, he's been fabulous in Atlanta. The guys love him and respect him. And I think whoever we bring in, I don't know if Melvin still got that pool, but Melvin did good with with teams with literally like not much payroll, and he got them to win and believe. And he's good with young guys. I just don't know if he's good with divas. And what do we have on this fucking team, divas? So unless they do a complete clear house, and, and again, everyone looks to Trout. To me, I consider him a diva. Um, it would take someone like Ron Washington. I think that's why I agree with James and, and maybe another veteran manager, like even if a Showalter came over, I think he could do something with his team as well because you need to look at them and be like, hey, man, you know, I'm Buck fucking Showalter. I'm Ron fucking Washington. You're going to listen to me. We're going to do things old school. Because, again, we can't come in here with another, like, you know, player-friendly coach. It's not working. We need a disciplinarian. You know, well, we, I mean, is Phil Nevin not a disciplinarian? He's not. No, uh, You don't think so? I don't think so. I mean, he comes off with a rough exterior, but look how they're just playing him, dude. His own players, his own coaches. He's getting stepped all over, dude. Yeah, and I think and this might sound silly to you guys, and this is my psychology, this is my psychology degree coming out. I'm so sorry, but uh, I actually heard an interview from the Michigan State women's basketball coach and how she recruits, um, and how she recruits, you know, high school players, um, and it she actually makes her recruits if they want to go there take a personality test. Mm. Um, because you have to see how that player interacts and how they will gel with your current core and what she has. And even based off that personality test, although that's not the deciding factor and it's, it's not so heavily weighed, obviously, when you come, you know, when you're trying to measure her talent and grades and all these other factors, but it is a factor because you know, if this player, this potential player has an individual mindset and not a team mindset, that's not going to mesh well with your team. So it's something that you may have to look at or be warned of. And I, and again, this may sound silly. I think we all need a personality test in the Angels organization because it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if anybody cares. I don't know. Maybe if you have guys that are just all very passive like Mike Trout strikes me as a very passive person you know he doesn't like conflict he doesn't like getting in someone's face you know he's like everybody's buddy um and I think in an organization that is very troubled and honestly in dire need of a win um you can't you can't be passive you need hungry guys you need fire you need passion and nobody in this current clubhouse, I feel like, has that currently. Um, and then you also need a coaching staff that can handle that. And yeah. I think Nevin can handle that. You know, Nevin almost has these little outbursts and tantrums like a toddler. 
at they come at the most inopportune times they come in games when we're already losing like who yeah. cares it's like too um, little too late when it does happen yeah so it's just like so again it might it might sound silly or crazy and I don't, I don't know what the equivalent would be but i i really think we just need to tear apart this whole team management all the way down to players and when we do this new line of buying, recruiting, trading, selling, I don't even care what you call it anymore. Uh, you need to make sure that these players can mesh well and especially under pressure. Well, it's funny. So as an Arizona Coyotes fan, um, the podcast I listen to that they, uh, that, you know, primarily covers them, you know, they have interviews all the time. And it's funny listening to a lot of those players like the young guys are always like, oh, well, this guy, this guy, this guy always kind of, uh, you know, kind of took me under their wing and, you know, blah, 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 taught me everything about the game, you know, what to eat, things like that, you know, and they always talk about like high character guys who are being brought in or anytime they like interview a beat writer from this team because, you know, this they got this guy from Minnesota, so they're going to interview the, the Minnesota beat writer. You know, you always hear, well, he's a high character guy in the clubhouse. You, you don't really hear that too often about Angels players. Like, you hear it about Trout being a good teammate. You hear it about Otani being a, a good teammate. But, like, after that, like, it gets pretty thin. Like, you don't hear about Rendon being a good character guy. I'm, I'm sure he is. I don't think Rendon's a locker room cancer by any stretch of the imagination. I'm sure the guys probably like him. Um, but with that being said, like, you don't really hear about, like, Oh, hey, you know, CJ Crone came back and CJ Crone's a great locker room guy. I mean, wasn't CJ Crone involved in the uh the opioid thing? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he was he linked to cocaine as well, or was that I know Matt Hardy was, but wasn't CJ Crone also? I, and I don't just want to throw that out there because that's a giant allegation. I think it, it was just a witness. Testimony. It might have been it okay. might have been prescription. I'm not sure. I don't quote us okay. on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, please don't. The articles are out there. So please yeah. please read them. Because I know there was like 10 former Angels. And I know for mm-hmm. sure CJ Crow was one of them that was linked with Eric Kay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we just... The, the regime change is one thing. I don't think we got our, you know... Again, it was like Christmas and you're wanting that, uh, you know going back to the Christmas story movie, you want that red rider BB gun underneath the Christmas tree, which was already being gone and we didn't get it. We and, got a football. Uh, yeah, we got a football. <laughs> <laughs> How about a nice football? You'll <laughs> shoot your eye out kid. So yeah, that's already staying. We shot our eye out. Yeah. He thought you'll shoot your eye out. We have unfinished business. <laughs> As he gives us the boot to the face. Um, but you yeah, that was a boo kissing help man, cast man. <laughs> yeah, that, that was our, that was our start to the season. And I think now we have to get over the fact that, okay, the ownership's not going to change. The next best thing is either we roll with Perry and Perry gets us a guy that he's in love with, that they're going to work and make beautiful music together. Or we're just in for another season. If he just plucks a dude out there and we don't change anything up, we don't hold these players accountable. We're in for another long season next year. We really are. And the scary thing to me is if Otani doesn't stick around. And once again, once again, if Otani stays, <clears throat> great. If Otani leaves, great. It's a catch 22. I think we kind of lose either way. Oh, yeah. You keep Otani 
you know, the number that he's going to sign for is crazy. So between Trout, Otani, and Rendon, you're not going to be able to build much around them. And by the way, if you haven't heard, thanks to Jim, ticket prices for season ticket holders went up 30%. So that's without even getting Otani yet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, and the other thing is if you lose Otani, who are you going to replace him with? You're going to have to replace him with probably like three or four guys. Because, I mean, Otani, his his last couple of years, I mean, the guy's easily worth over 10 wins above replacement himself. Well, we can always trade for – oh, no, we can't. <laughs> we, want, we have nobody left. Like, dude, like this minor league system's depleted. 30th. Yeah. We are now 30th, I mm. think. Well, hey, you know, Courtney hasn't been on uh, with all of us since then. You know, and Todd and I have been adamant and I'm sure Courtney's going to agree because she's been saying the same thing for these three years she's been on is at least we finally have a sense of direction, right? We were always saying that we always half-assed the trade deadline and the angels finally went all in. They put the chips in the center. They hit on a soft 17. They were like, who cares? Hit. They went all in. And unfortunately it it hasn't panned down, blew up in our face. They were like, wait, that's our rent money all in. And then we hit that. We hit the black and roll. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I personally will say that even though we kept Otani, I think us losing Otani at the end of the season uh, and to free agency is a bigger blow than us potentially trading him at the deadline. I would have actually loved to see him at the trade, seen him go at the trade deadline um solely because of the fact of what we could possibly get in return what are we supposed to get in return now what are we supposed to what are we supposed to do now we can't build we can't trade we can't buy we can't we literally can't we just we just let him go like a bad boyfriend like oh my like <laughs> yeah we well, you know what's funny is is that some of these angel fans were like well we're getting a compensatory pick and you know what happened last time that ain't gonna happen again. That was like a yeah. once in a lifetime thing. Lightning's not gonna strike twice. We're not getting Mike Trout 2.0. Stop it. It's just gonna be so weird potentially being in a situation. We're so used to having the two best players in baseball. Trout's obviously regressed this year. I don't know how much of that was because of maybe the injury. Maybe there was something kind of already happening. And then that swing in San Diego was just, you know, the, the cherry on top that split the uh, with the hymen bone. <laughs> Uh, Hammond. I don't. Hammond. Hammond. Bone? Hymen. <laughs> yeah. The Hymen Re- Barea bone. The Hymen yeah. is split his Hymen Barea bone. No, the Hymen oh, is no. uh, Rendon's injury. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, his, yeah. His Chris Hansen bone. I don't. <laughs> oh, no. Stop it. We're playing the Rays next. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Okay, real quick, real quick. Let's talk real quick about this Wander Franco thing. Dude, I'm wandering on that one. The dude's cooked. Oh yeah, he's so done. glad. I we need to call Chris Hansen right now. Um, and, I'm sorry. In all seriousness, the al- allegations, the alleged. Yeah, in this country, you are innocent till proven guilty. This did take place. Was in? He's from the Dominican Republic. Yes, he mm-hmm. is. Okay. Um, and this did and, take place over there, right? Yes, this did take okay. place over there. So it the potential charges and the basically investigation or at least the criminal investigation is being held in the dr um currently the mlb is doing their own investigation because of the social media post that came out on sunday um and that is why he was pulled from sunday's game 
Um, now it has been escalating. So from the time that the social media post of the alleged one minor that he was involved with, um, it is now Thursday at the time of this recording. So within the four days, um, more minors have came out to speak. And all oh, I've only heard about the one. Yes. Oh, um, man. There was a confirmed second, and I think as of earlier today, which is August 17th of this recording, um, there was a few more that allegedly came out. So there are multiple minors that are now speaking out against Wander Franco in the Dominican Republic. Well, if that's true, man, that's absolutely disgusting. I think. You know, obviously, there's other ways to get banned from sports or sporting events. But obviously, I believe hitting a woman and then also this is just deplorable uh, behavior and should not be tolerated at all. I mean, automatic ban. That's it. You're done. You're cooked. You know, revoke. You know, don't pass. Uh, go and collect two hundred dollars. That's it. Yeah, man. go straight to jail. Cut up that goddamn contract right then and there. Um, that's uh, yeah, I mean, like. Look, I mean, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, this isn't something where we're going to talk and be find another podcast being like, no, I totally support Franco. No, I mean, it's, oh yeah, it's, no, no, yeah, we're it's not going to cancel for this one. We're on the right side of the fence. I mean, yeah, you the can't dude's in be, trouble, rightfully so. Yeah, you can't be on the other side. You know, there's too no, much proof. You, it, you know, if it's just like some girl coming out and being like, okay, yeah, he he did this or that. Okay, where's your evidence? You know, because like Courtney said, you're you know you get you're innocent, innocent to proven guilty. guilty. Yep. Yeah. And uh, but no, there's plenty of stuff already that we've seen because people are social media warriors or sleuths and they've dug some of that shit up before uh, <laughs> it's actually gone to trial. You know, they're, they're providing the police with evidence. So, yeah, you, this dude's guilty. He should be cooked and done. And uh, hey, Tampa Bay takes one on the chin. Well, especially. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, this is like their biggest prospect in a long time. I mean, it's especially bad when you have credible news sources saying like, hey, sources close to Wander Franco don't think he'll ever play Major League Baseball again. Like when you have major media outlets reporting that, yeah, there's typically weight to that kind of report because that's a giant statement to throw out there. You know, because, you know, with the whole Trevor Bauer thing, say what you want about Trevor Bauer or Julio Urias or, you know, any of these people who have these domestic violence charges, I never once saw a tweet that said, oh, they never believe that they're going to play in the major leagues again. You know, it was kind of expected for some of these guys. But, I mean, yeah, if for them to say that he's probably never playing major league baseball again, that's a giant claim. So there's got to be weight behind it, but rightfully so. You know, if you're going to do things like that that are not only just wrong, and they're just ethically wrong. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, don't get me wrong. I think, I think uh, the little girl's family, from the from what I heard, is also horrible for this whole thing. Like trying to blackmail him, it doesn't make it right. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, she should all that the family needs to get what's coming to them too. You know, it's a two way street of just a toxic situation. Yeah, um, I will say in cases like this again, and I am not, I am not advocating for either side. No matter what, a crime is a crime. Yeah, um, I, I will say that crimes against children, especially sexual crimes, um, are very hard to investigate just because uh, 
the the legalities of it and what I've what I know what I've studied and what I've also encountered just personally um you know you have to check the credibility of the minor you know make sure how credible her her his or her story is the minor story is because you know of course at the end of the day they are still children not to say that what they they are saying aren't true but you know teenagers always say some outlandish things I work with teenagers every day that I'm teenagers are outlandish creatures of this earth um very true um, <laughs> they are um also I will say that um I I don't know how criminal charges are held um internationally so I don't know if the DR obviously has a different criminal system than we do here in the United States um that might have given I guess Wander Franco i I don't know, like a, an incentive, or maybe he thought he was going to get around it. I'm not too sure. Again, I'm not advocating for that, just giving my perspective um, and my opinion. But I will say at the end of the day, just because, just maybe if Wander Franco, I guess in the future, in the future, if for whatever reason he is not charged and is not thrown in jail for whatever reason um there is still the court of public opinion which is my favorite and you know we we i know we as a network will bash him every single day of his life for it because you should Absolutely. not put yourself in situations to where that this could be potentially true so yeah. obviously there is still enough evidence to where this can be true because obviously you don't hear of other mlb people doing this so obviously there there has to be some truth associated with this investigation i hope it is carried out in the right ways in a very professional way but i hope wanda franco uh does not see a baseball field ever again yeah he needs if the allegations are indeed true uh which once again like courtney said these aren't allegations that people shoot out lightly you know, there has to be some weight behind it. People aren't just like, well, you know, Todd is talking to underage woman because that's a giant claim. People don't just say things like that. If there is a public, these very, very credible news sources to the point where even Major League Baseball, who obviously has to put their reputation on the line for something like this, is investigating it themselves, that means there has to be weight to it. You know, to the point where they're suspending him while they run this investigation they're putting on the restricted list so like exactly like courtney said i mean if this stuff is true i hope he's brought to justice and i hope he sees the backside of bars as any adult who makes this kind of decision should see although i don't think that's a controversial take nope all right one other thing i'm gonna add to it baseball wise to tampa bay i mean they're one of the best teams in the league and uh, they're actually having like really good attendance, so that might push people away. You know what I mean? Um, when they finally got people going, and then they just lost Margot for a significant amount of time too, so uh, that could be a, a pretty, uh, pretty big blow. But uh, with all that being said, speaking of Tampa, they—that's who we play next. They're still going to steamroll us, you know, controversy oh, yeah. or not. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, real quick, did you guys see that they gave up? Wander Franco snapback hats to children in attendance for one of those games. <laughs> I swear it was a real thing because I watched the whole video where they covered this, and the guy yeah, was like, "Oh, I, did you guys see?" Yeah, it was like I've, and I think it was 
there was a certain saying on it and it said like youth something and i was like oh no like yeah. terrible marketing at the worst time possible yeah my yeah, favorite other people on Twitter who were like, oh, I just bought this Wander Franco like rookie card or whatever. Cause you know, they're selling for a lot of money and people are mm-hmm. like, oh man. Yeah. Um, Cause he's like you said, he's supposed to be the next best thing for them. You know what I mean? Like he's having, hey, he was really a good, good player. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever that's worth. Uh, he was a good player. Yep. Yeah, I also want to know about Wander Franco because I believe it was actually earlier in the season, maybe even a month ago, that he was also benched for being a bad teammate. I think he had some anger issues or he got into it with somebody. Um, do we now think that maybe he just had some extra stress that obviously <laughs> maybe he knew something was going to happen to him at some point? Um, uh, maybe, yeah, because I mean, that whole thing was like, they demanded like two hundred thousand dollars and like a BMW for the for the fourteen year old. Like, wasn't that the whole thing? Like, that's what like sparked all this. Yeah, yeah, I, it, it's a giant story. Go do some research yourself. That's all I can say because as of right now, it technically is all hearsay. But yes. like, are we gonna hear much about the story as it unfolds? Because like you said, it's about a minor, so I know they're a lot more closed off about that information. Um. So according to what I know, uh, mm-hmm. criminally. Um, because a minor is involved, I don't believe we will ever know. Well, we will never know the legal name of the minor, um, unless the family does, I guess, say it. Um, there is a law that protects minors in these situations, but again, this is based off of United States law. I don't know how the Dominican Republic operates. Um, so please do, do not come for me, but just check it yourselves. Um, but minors are supposed to be protected. Now, of course, if this minor is posting things on her own, then that's <laughs> her doing it herself. Yeah, yeah, that's her. Um, yeah. But I do know when it uh, when it comes to criminal cases like that, if it does make it that far, um, because she is letting out, she and maybe other victims um, are letting out their own. I guess, own evidence or own, you know, because social media, we all know every once it gets on the internet, it stays out there. Mm-hmm. It may or even may not be used for evidence because it's been brought out in the public. Um, so it's like, it can't be used against you in evidence anymore or so, something to that effect. Like, so it's, it's very murky waters. Um, but to your point, Fernando, uh, minors are protected for the most part, unless the family does come out because the, the mom or some type of parent or guardian um, has to say like, yes, this is okay. Uh, because no matter what, the, that minor is still under the age of 18. Um, and yeah. Well, Wanda Franco, uh, may God have mercy on your soul. Not much else to say. <laughs> so you guys want to do predictions on this Ray series? <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> can i just um, can i just like say already I, we're getting swept oh bringing out the brooms i think we're getting swept reverse rally chris for me okay we're only oh. winning one so we're we're, we're getting the yeah, texas two-step treatment yes we are we're gonna continue to be like well at least we won the last game okay all right uh let me pull oh, up wow. the probable picture courtney what are you saying Oh, I was already doing the pictures. Um, I'll do a Todd one for three. Okay. Oh wow! For one, I'm the negative Nancy. I think we're getting swept. Okay. <laughs> All right, Courtney, do you want to do the pictures then? Since you got them up. Yes. Um, Great. So on Friday, we have 
Ramirez pitching for the Tampa Bay Rays, who has a two and uh, two two wins, three losses with a five point seven two ERA versus Anderson, who is five and four with a five point two eight ERA currently. Um, hey, well, their numbers are similar. <laughs> um saturday we have eflin who is a right-handed pitcher starting for the tampa bay rays with a 12 and 7 record uh 3.67 era um we have silseth our boy silseth with oh, okay. a four one record a 3.7 era and oh shit <laughs> no sunday which is a daytime start we have I because we know we have glass now, which is a six and three record with a 3.01 ERA versus my husband Sandoval, who does not do well during the day <laughs> or in general lately with a six and nine record and a 4.09 ERA. I would like to change my answer. We are getting swept. <laughs> I was I was starting to think like, oh, well, maybe we might win Saturday because Silsith has been hot. Yes, yes, yes. So okay, you, yeah, I'll change it. I think we will win one out of three. I think I, I think Sil Seth will will get us a win. I hope so. I'll be in attendance for that game, so they better. Okay, well, win. we're gonna we're gonna lose then. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are, are you gonna be honk? Are you gonna be Halo hockey? No, yeah. I'm going. I'm going regular in this one. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I changed my answer. We're getting swept, and <laughs> I think Sunday. We are going to get clobbered. We're going to get our cheeks clapped. No lube. Mm. Oh, getting cream pie. No. Yeah. Power like right in the kisser. Jiggle. Power right in the kisser. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Todd, uh, I, I changed it. To, I think we're going to win Saturday. She's saying sweat. What day are we going to win? Saturday. But you're going to be there. You can't watch a win. Uh. What was the last win you watched in person? Uh, it's been a couple L's, right? It's been like two or three straight. It's been four straight. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been four straight. It's been it's been a while because I keep getting Tyler Anderson starts. Okay, well at least you're not getting one this time. At least you're getting yeah. the best option possible aside from like, you know, watching Otani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so you you're going. So Todd and I are both saying a win on Saturday. That's mm-hmm. I'm locking that in. That's my official answer. Uh, we're gonna lose Friday. And then Courtney's saying sweep, and she said we're going to get clobbered Sunday. You think we're going to get clobbered on Sunday, Todd, or do you think it's going to be a close game? No, we're getting clobbered. I mean, the only yeah. thing that would be worse is if we started uh, – well, and that's the other thing. It might get rained out. I don't know if you guys heard, but that hurricane – What is a hurricane in San Diego? Yeah, it's supposed to be coming up uh, Sunday and Monday. So uh, we could actually have a rain out. Yeah, we could have two straight rain outs potentially on a Sunday and Monday. Correct. Those tickets could be going for nothing then. <laughs> what would, we're not playing the Rays anymore, so when would they redo that game? Because with Cincinnati, you know, there's two yeah. games afterwards, so it would just be a doubleheader for one of those. I think it would. I think it would be on the off day that the Rays have coming up after the Angels. Or, no, or... no, we play the Rays. stop it. We play the Rays September 19th through the 21st at Tampa Bay. Oh, there you go. So would the Angels just be the home team in Tampa Bay? possibly in that because we've, we've seen that before yeah. but that was in 2020 i don't know if oh. you guys remember that in 2020 when like anthony rendon yeah, hit a quote-unquote walk-off but it wasn't a walk-off and victor rose was like oh i hate this 
Well, I know because right now the the Rays go to the Rockies on like they travel on Monday. So if it, if they were playing the Rockies on Monday, then we could have potentially played them on Thursday because that would have been their off day. But it's not going to happen. Do you, do we have a game on Thursday? Uh, we do. Let's see. Hold on, because we are off it, like the next three Thursdays. Cause, yeah, because yeah, if we're off Thursday, then that could work, right? No, because Tampa Bay is going to be in Colorado. Oh, on Thursday. Okay. On Thursday. I was going to say because yeah. if not, they, yeah, they could have. They could have played on Thursday. Taken a short flight back. Mm-hmm. Play, play that single game. Yeah, assuming there is a rain out. Because we're off, but but that's the thing I've been seeing. It's like eighty percent chance rain Sunday and Monday. So. Well, I guess we'll see. You guys enjoy that humidity out there. Get a slice of what we got here in Texas. Oh, it's going to be ugly. Going to be ugly. Guys, I woke up this morning because I had to drive to Austin. I'm here in a, actually in College Station right now, uh, home of Texas A&M. Ooh. But I woke up, and it was 77 degrees this morning, and I was like, oh, man, I, where's my parka? <laughs> because, I mean, I haven't seen the 70s since I was out in California like during uh, for the tailgate. Yeah, it's wow. been a good little while over there of 100 degrees plus, right? Yeah, it's been over two two straight months every single day day in day out over 100 that is disgusting the humidity's gone down a little bit now the humidity's only like 20 percent, so it's almost kind of non-existent so at least now it's just straight heat because like you know a month ago it was 100 degrees with like 80 percent humidity and i wanted to die like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's just look there's times like this where i don't i don't uh crab about california but when it rains a little bit. Everyone freaks out. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, you guys got anything else for the podcast? I think that's it. Okay. I mean, you know, we, we kind of covered what's going wrong. We, we talked about, uh, you know, some of the previous series. We talked about the upcoming series. I mean, hey, I'm glad this, the squad got back together. Mm-hmm. It was fun to be on with all of you guys again. And hopefully we can keep it going through the end of the year. We're almost done. Yep, yep. We we got a, probably only a few more of these to go, and then uh, it's on to the off season. We'll see what happens there. That's the biggest question. Yeah, it's going to be a really either way. You're going to have to rebuild this team, whether you keep Otani or not. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, check out our sponsors, Noble Ale Works. Thank you to them. Mention Halos in the infield. You get free parking. You get some discounted brewskis. Mm-hmm. Can't beat that. You know, you get to you take you get to take your hot boy walk or hot girl walk down to the stadium. You don't have to pay already twenty dollars. You can use that twenty dollars to get some of that delicious cocoa puffs IPA beer. Yeah, or cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, Hopefully, have- soon. Some- <laughs> um, <laughs> you can say anything. You can buy one of those six dollar hot dogs on the way into the stadium that those vendors have. Those are actually better than those. Hey, nasty- I'd rather pay six dollars for those. Than yeah, what, what are they? What are they now? They're not Farmer John anymore. No, they're Hoffy. Hoffy's disgusting. Yeah, there's a reason why those are always in stock at the grocery store. Yeah, those are disgusting wieners. They're they're better when they're bacon wrapped and with all the toppings on the way. Oh man, there's nothing like leaving Anaheim Stadium and smelling those hot dogs. I'm just saying. Yeah, hey, I, I love uh, SoCal street vendors do it right. When they got the elote, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 Mexican ice creams, the paletas. All we know. need is a woman in the parking lot like there is at every Walmart that I live by that goes that goes tamales, champarado, mm-hmm. like hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, that that's true. I mean, I've got I've got me some good uh to 
trunk tamales from uh, some Home Depot parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> no, a trunk tamales. You know, oh, people like, oh, I like you know, not Trump tamales. What? what would they be like orange tamales? That's what no. I was thinking. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they're like corn color. I mean, yeah. No, but I mean, like when like they they go inside their trunk and they just, yeah they're like in a pot. I mean, hey, why not? That's what I'm talking about. It's like it's like your grandma or your mom making them right there, but she's like serving them out of a of a van, and it works. It's good. Hey, yeah, exactly. I'm not the health department. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, I work at pest control. I've seen some shit that the health department approved somehow. So yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, no why did, just... You guys have rats here? And like, you guys still got an A three days ago? What? Okay. <laughs> uh, whatever. How much you pay them? <laughs> Too much. Yeah, All right. Way. So there it is, the flagship. We will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good one. Give us a five star review. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>